Hello, everybody, and w- welcome to the Mayor Greg Fisher podcast. I am Greg Fisher. Two years ago, office buildings across Louisville shut down, and retail businesses and restaurants closed their doors as we all tried to figure out how to deal with the COVID-19 global pandemic. As happened in communities across the nation, these closures were felt most acutely in our downtown areas. And just as we were figuring out how to move our lives forward in the midst of the pandemic, our city became a center for righteous social justice protests in the summer of 2020, uh, with the murder of George, George Floyd, the killing of Breonna Taylor, and too many others. And of course, this happened all around the country and around the world. But it was particularly intense here in Louisville and a few other cities. A portion of our downtown became a gathering space for people calling for change. We've done a lot of work along with partners to implement many of the reforms necessary for our city to truly be one of more racial justice and more racial equity. And we still have a lot to do and we'll continue to work on that, I would think, for a long, long time. Now, our community has returned to the in-person activities of before the pandemic and downtown is bouncing back as the heartbeat of our city. We've got a strong team working on returning and exceeding our downtown's activity and vibrancy. And today we're going to talk about the steps we're taking and the challenges that we're facing and the challenges we see with downtowns all over the country. With us today is a familiar voice, Rebecca Fleischecker, who is the executive director of the Louisville Downtown Partnership and a longtime leader in our city's economic development efforts. We're also going to hear from Cassidy Hyde, of the Young Professionals Association of Louisville. So welcome, Rebecca. Welcome, Thank you, Mayor. Cassidy. Thank you. So Rebecca, let's start with an easy question. When we talk about downtown, what do we mean? What's that geography look like? That's a great question because it really does get defined in so many different ways. Downtown is the central business district. So we're talking River to Broadway, uh, Hancock to 10th Street. It's a square. Pretty simple when people Pretty think simple. about yeah. it. But, uh, it's not the West End. It's not the near East End. Right. It's, it's we have adjoining neighborhoods um, and we do work to bridge those uh, defined uh, boundaries of those neighborhoods. But when we're talking about downtown and what we do and what we can control, it is in that central business district square. Okay. And how was that established? Um, that has been established through uh, previous work through Downtown Development Corporation, which is a predecessor organization and just understood uh, boundaries of what you don't want to get too big because you can't do too much in too big of an area and you don't want to be too small. Mm-hmm. And what's Louisville Downtown Partnership do? Great question. Louisville Downtown Partnership does a couple of different things. Uh, we've got two sides of the house. One is very tactical on the ground. We keep downtown clean, safe, and beautiful. That's with our ambassadors that you will see in now newly branded orange shirts and hats. And then we have more strategic, long-term, visionary work that is tackles the bigger Harrier projects um, such as redeveloping surface parking lots, such as how we work with um, other agencies for homelessness to improve uh, visitors' experiences, et cetera. So let's go before the pandemic hit, pre-2019, mm-hmm. and then now. Mm-hmm. What, what do you see taking place? What are the challenges? What are some of the successes? There has been uh, several catalytic projects that I think give a renewed emphasis and energy to downtown. If you go back to 4th Street Live, when it replaced the Galleria um, as a shopping mall, 
that was an, an, a time to say there's this whole big entertainment destination. Businesses wanted to locate near it because it was bringing so many of their employees that wanted to be near that energy. That was in 2003 when it opened. Uh, when the Yum Center opened in 2010, that was huge. And that really changed for us nationally how cities looked at us at booking music events and productions. And so we Mercury Ballroom was a direct result of having the Yum Center because we needed a smaller space like that. Um, and then bourbonism has been the latest thing that I think has changed um, tourism in our city, how we brand ourselves and talk about ourselves nationally because it is a unique uh, defining characteristic that we're lucky to have in downtown. No, we are blessed with that. I mean, most every city wants something unique, but a lot of places struggle to have something truly unique. Yeah. And so the whole hospitality play on bourbonism has been outstanding for us. Talk a little bit about that in terms of the impact on yeah. bourbon tourists to our city. So I would say twofold. Leisure tourism expanded because there were things that you could do in the bourbonism um, industry. Tours, uh, urban tours with the experiences in downtown, but then you could take that out into the state and go to the bigger distilleries. Um, but it has brought and attracted other, ex um, sorry, destinations, venues, attractions that want to be part of that energy. Um, and that also has created a demand for hotels. So the hotels are important because of your conventions, but you also have leisure tourism that you have to be able to have both. And if you want to have larger conventions, therefore more leisure tourists, you have to have the hotels. People say all the time, aren't we done with hotels? And we are very much behind our peer cities with the number of rooms we have in downtown. Well, and I think the nice thing that we're seeing with our downtown hotel experience is the distillery investments is that they're five star type very of nice. investments. Very so high when quality. people experience in them, they say, we're going to come back because right. quality always sells. Right. And so we're not trying to create a Bourbon Street experience like in New Orleans or Broadway in Nashville. This is a higher end experience yes. that we're It is sophisticated. For. It is very nice. And if you're not into bourbon and if you have your family along, there are other th so many other things to do in between, um, such as our Slugger Museum, uh, Kentucky Science Center, and other uh, um, attractions like that that would be fun to take families to. Well, the Ali Center, people appreciate the architecture of downtown, the uniqueness yep. of our downtown. No, we're really blessed here, and it's been great to see just day-to-day -day tourists and then all the activity that's taking place at night. So like while we're having challenges during the daytime with workers, because mm -hmm. probably half of them are still working from home, yeah. evening activities seem to be above 2019 levels. I agree. So when we saw that early, Mayor, I was very surprised early last year, um, the increase in leisure tourism, which I think was because people wanted to get out of their houses. This was still in the middle of pandemic and shutdown and we're easy to get to and we have fun exciting authentic things to do so i think that that really pumped up our numbers sports tourism is our huge convention uh, niche industry where we're seeing a lot of numbers too um, but i think that if we can um, embrace that and it's usually the people that come from out of town that love louisville and it's our own people that sometimes are the ones that complain the loudest so how can we make share that love and energy for downtown mm -hmm. among well, everybody does it seem to you and i know nulu's not in the downtown district or central business uh, district but it seems like nulu is primarily locals mm -hmm. with a f some visitors uh, the whiskey row area would probably be more half and half out of towners and locals mm -hmm. and then fourth street live I, I look at those as kind of the three major downtown evening activities fourth street live seems to be more regional mm -hmm. people driving yep. in and they each have their own different uniqueness but I, i'd say from 
you know, Wednesday to Saturday, sometimes Sunday, all those areas seem to really be popping to me. Really popping, yes. And it is great. It is amazing to see. And um, I love it because that shows me that not only are locals finding their way downtown to do fun things, um, but it means that visitors from out of town are experiencing, having a good experience and being able to see um, vibrancy on the street, which I think would want to bring them back. Oh, it's good energy. So Cassie, how do you see that from the young professional? side when we, you know, I don't, am I branding it the right way of Nulu and Whiskey Row and 4th Street Live? We could throw in the soccer stadium district, obviously, and that kind of bleeds into Nulu. I call that Bulu area, kind of in between <laughs> Butchertown yeah. and, and, and Nulu, because that's really happening as one of our edge neighborhoods as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of those local spots, when we talk about young professionals, I mean, we have about a thousand members of YPAL, right? And so we're working on doing events and things like that. But even when we've surveyed folks, they've said that they want to have events downtown. You know, they want to be in that space. But I do think socially, um, you see more of that activity on kind of the outskirts of downtown. And so if we're not coming to the office every day, you know, what are the things and the ways that we can get young professionals and local folks to come downtown, you know, to have dinner and drinks and, you know, entertainment. Um, I think we have obviously the art scene, you know, in the central business district is really strong. And so that brings local folks, you know, um, downtown. But how do we kind of expand that if you're not coming to work every day downtown? Why would you, you know, how do we get folks to come downtown anyway? Because they want to support. Because I agree, I think it is a lot of those, you know, surrounding areas that you see a lot more of the action from yeah, the Yeah, it's just the people. uniqueness, right? I mm -hmm. mean, it's the architecture, it's the density. Yeah. When people say, well, I'm just going to stay out in the suburbs, that's fine. I mean, that's part of Louisville as well. That's a whole different experience than yeah. being in the downtown area, in the edge neighborhoods from Russell to Smoketown, Shelby Park, mm -hmm. Butchertown. Yeah, and you're seeing, I think, a lot of growth and a lot of, especially young professionals wanting to live in those areas too. I know we've talked about, you know, young professionals wanting to live downtown. You know, the walkability is nice, being able to, you know, just access and just being a part of that energy, like you talked about, I think is something that people, you know, crave um, and just being able to have, you know, other opportunities to get young professionals downtown, whether that's living or work, play, all the things. Um, it seems like the most, you know, the kind of, where people get caught up is understanding maybe like the affordability of living downtown, you know, access to grocery stores, like those types of things that may be a little bit easier to access in some of the other areas, but everybody wants to come downtown, you know, to have a good time. And um, if they're not coming for work every day and they don't live there, how do we get them to come, you know, to right. hang out? And the grocery thing, frankly, always kind of kills me because yeah. <laughs> I'd like to have a bigger grocery store downtown, but if you're living downtown, it takes, let's say, five minutes to drive to the Kroger on Lower Brownsboro yeah. Road or seven or eight minutes into the Highlands. Mm -hmm. And if you're living out in the suburbs, most people are driving more than five to ten minutes to go yeah. to a grocery store. So it's just kind of a whole perspective mm -hmm. about a different way of living yeah. uh, in the city. And fortunately, we're seeing good growth in that area because yeah. of the uniqueness of what we have to offer. So you got some people like that are all in, right? That I'm coming to Nulu every weekend, I'm going to the soccer games. And then you got some people say, you know, these are tend to be suburbanite Louisvillians that I'm never going to go downtown. What's that all about? Well, I think it's a um, either a misunderstanding or lack of wanting to put the toe in the water to see what it feels like, especially because of what happened two years ago. And it's unfortunate because um, even though it was a weekend of really bad protests that the media carried it and people will never forget what that felt like. And it's two and a half years later, it's two years later. Um, and I think that 
our job, my job is intentionally is to show that there are events that can happen in downtown and show people feeling confident about being in downtown, feeling good and having a great time. Um, because I think there are some people that will never come downtown. It's not for everybody, that's fine. But people who maybe used to, want to, don't know, just really don't know. Um, and is it, they need to be shown that it can be comfortable. And that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Yeah, and I really wonder when I hear that from people, I wonder if they ever actually came downtown much to begin with. Right, I, I it's a big question really mark. Know, but uh, clearly with the growth in our downtown from tourism and other areas, people from all over the world sure think we've got something good going on here. Right, right. So we would encourage any of our locals, you come down and see what your city's all about as well. And of course we've got regional tourism that we talked about as well that yeah. comes down. So anyway, I think it's just all the way that you look at the world and uh, downtowns are unique, tend to be the more unique places you know, yeah. around it's your the cultural country. cultural center, for cultural sure. Cultural center, the yeah. heartbeat of the city. When yeah. somebody comes to a city, they, you know, I love our suburbs, they're part of Louisville, but they don't say, take me to the suburbs. Right. You know, they'll <laughs> say, take me downtown, show me <laughs> right. what's going on. Yeah. So the, your all's work is really important. Well, downtown is the one place, Mayor, that everybody can come to and that is a magnet for everybody. A neighborhood yeah. would be a magnet for the people who live there. It's just more residential in, in, in nature, therefore, doesn't speak to everybody. Yeah. Downtown should speak to everybody and part of what I talk about all the time is that we're welcoming to everybody and there's something for everybody in downtown. Well, that's a good point. I mean, like when you think about when downtown's really hitting on all of its uh, aspects, you know, you'll have an event going on at 4th Street Live. You'll have a concert on at Waterfront Park. Mm -hmm. You might have something going on at the Yum Center. Right. You could have a soccer game going on. You could have a festival going on. Kentucky Center's at the got park a show. As well. I mean, you know, there's just like, right. You know, half a dozen great things going on with all these other interesting options. The streets are alive and full of people. It's just, you know, that's when you feel like, okay, man, the yeah. city's really hitting on all cylinders here. So mm -hmm. uh, you're right, it's the place that people come to. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. You know, people want to say, oh, it's not safe downtown. What do you say to those folks? I say, well, let's look at the data. So again, back to your original question, what are you thinking is downtown? And let's be clear about what crime is happening in the central business district. And it is three or 4% of the crime of all of Jefferson County. It is very small. I will put that up on any PowerPoint and share that information uh, because it's easy to say downtown's not safe, but why? Tell me why you think that. And there's a perception that we still have to overcome no matter what. Um, every crime that happens in downtown gets shown on TV. It is shared everywhere and every crime everywhere else is not. So it is very, um, the spotlight is on us um, that you get the good and the bad because everything is just out there to be seen that happens in downtown. And it's not the same way everywhere else. But I also think that what is happening is LMPD's first division goes from Butchertown to Portland. Downtown's part of that. So sometimes those crime stats get mixed up with what actually is in downtown. Um, it is safe, it is safe. Um, there are isolated events, there are isolated events everywhere. Um, and, I, and I would really want people to come down and experience it. I will walk with anybody on any street in downtown to share that with them. Yeah, well, I think maybe the point you're making is Louisville's no different than any other city when right. it comes to these issues, but it's just people getting out and about. There's one other issue and that's uh, homelessness. Mm -hmm. uh, during the pandemic, the visibility of our homeless neighbors increased. Yeah. 
because of normal day-to-day -day mm -hmm. pedestrians were not around. But talk about some of the advancements uh, in terms of helping our homeless population in yeah. the last half year. So. And that is important to focus on, that we are helping them. It isn't a matter of shooing people away or trying to change what people see, because it is true. I mean, homelessness, um, evictions did go up at some point. There are people that need help. and. Um, our office has ambassadors as hospitality ambassadors. It would be the first line of, hey, are you okay? Is this a place that, how can we get you help? What's the best place for you to be? Um, and then we've got a system that we've worked with um, Homeless Services Division that's part of your Office of Resilience and Community Services that has a step up of trained outreach, homeless outreach specialists that if we can't help somebody that we will call them to make a visit to help somebody that's on the street. And where we need, then we can go to LMPD and call a downtown area patrol officer to help. And I don't mean LMPD to come and make an arrest. I mean LMPD to be a uniformed uh, authority figure that can help just with visibility. We, we want people to feel safe, um, and that means the homeless people as well as business people. And there's a nice balance that we can make with that system of having uh, phone calls between each of these groups to escalate only when necessary if we need somebody in a uniform to approach a homeless person. Right, and we've augmented LMPD's work with social workers uh, or mental health professionals who remember this is the best first responder right. to see what the issue is because we've got the issue of needing to provide uh, assistance and service for our homeless community. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference between homeless community, let's say in panhandling. Very much. Uh, so mm -hmm. you have to differentiate between the two. And then people have a right to walk down the sidewalk without being hassled as well. Right. You know, so these are all the different things that uh, we're juggling, but you can see more and more resources applied to the whole system. Mm -hmm. And that's why people see less homeless folks that are present yeah. on the streets right now in our community. So. And, and I think it goes, it should be said that uh, the business people who were used to being in downtown and not seeing as many homeless um, have gained a little bit of compassion about why uh, they're seeing more homeless. But I also think uh, homeless people who are on the street are as uncomfortable with more business people coming downtown and don't want to be in the way or hassled. So I do think uh, the reason they were everywhere or more visible was because everybody went home. And now with more feet on the street, more eyeballs on the street, it is just natural for them to go find somewhere else where they can be comfortable while homeless. Yeah. So Cassie, when you talk to your team there at YPAL, what kind of discussions are y'all having around downtown? So it's interesting you mentioned the, the safety piece too, because we met with you, Mayor, like our YPAL board, um, in the height of you know protests and everything that was going on. And I specifically remember our team kind of, you know, just hanging out outside. We walked around just to kind of like take it all in and be, you know, present in the space that we're in and, and felt safe doing that. You know, I remember posting on Facebook being like, yep, I'm checking in, you know, downtown to, to be like, hey, it's good. You know, like <laughs> we're here. Everyone, you know, is, um, you know, protesting and sharing, you know, what they're passionate about. And also we're able to be in the space and, you know, feel safe in that too. So I think to your point about like, oh, there's a lot of people who maybe haven't been downtown even before 2020, right? And so um, from a YPAL standpoint, I think we're, we've been looking and kind of tracking data specifically as it talks about like returning to work and if you're coming back into the office because we do you know 40 different events a year that are usually after after work hours right maybe like a 5 30 to 7 time frame and so um, is it best to do those events downtown if people aren't you know sometimes we'll just come home 
come on their way home from work. But what if you're already on your couch? <laughs> you know, how do you get people out of the house to come back downtown for an event or something like that? So I think that's going to continue to evolve and change and just keeping track of what hybrid means and what that looks like for everybody and how um, we can create, you know, meaningful programming that's advancing our mission of, you know, connecting folks, getting them engaged um, and developed in the community while also supporting the city as well. Um, so, you know, it's ever evolving as, you know, kind of that flexibility, though, I think is still really important and something that young professionals want to see. Um, and so I think leaning into events and things that we can do together to understand how do we get people out of the house if that's where they're working that day, right? Um, and, and to and come I, back downtown. Yeah, and I would encourage people to look at that as part of their citizenship, right? It's yeah. like you have to have a healthy downtown. We have to support our businesses that are downtown, you know, the retailers, the restaurant industry, because it's you've got to support them throughout the day. It's just not kind of when you decide to come down at night right. too. And it's, it's creating this ecosystem of a city that everybody, no matter where you live, is part of that. Right. So I would ask people to think about that when they're making the kind of decisions they are about where they're going to work, how many days at home, how many right. days downtown, if they're blessed to be able to make that decision, right. and where they're going to support the businesses as well. Absolutely. You know, today, you know, I had some shoes repaired, mm -hmm. you know, at Tiger's Place here across the street mm -hmm. on Fifth Street, uh, Roy Steele. He's uh, a great one. He's great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've taken but he needs our business. Right. right. You know, so think about these folks that have always been there before the pandemic. They're still there and they need your support to stay in business. Absolutely. So, I started working downtown about a year ago when I started in this role and that was the first time that I'd worked downtown. You know, it's been really cool to see that. Um, vibrancy and energy kind of return over the past year as just, you know, walking down the street to a meeting to a coffee shop we were talking about and, you know, seeing 12 people on the way there that you, you know. Creative collisions, it, I call them. Yes, exactly. Um, but I think young professionals get, I think, sometimes a bad rap of being like, well, they don't want to work. They don't want to come into the office, you know, all of these things. And I don't necessarily think that's true. I think it is about the flexibility, the autonomy to, you know, feel like, you can do your best work in multiple places. Maybe that is a coffee shop downtown, right? Maybe it is the office two doors down, um, but being able to kind of make those decisions and, and hopefully that'll give people the energy and excitement to wanna to come downtown and you know do fun things outside of work too. One last thing you talked about protests and yeah. the culture of protests. You know, it's interesting, let's say when I go to uh, New York or a city like San Francisco, mm -hmm. there's protests happening every day. You know, so the culture of the city toward protest is like totally different. You know, it's like, okay, there's the protest going on. So, I mean, you're going to walk with the protesters or go across the street. It's not like, oh my gosh, there's a right. protest going on. Right. It's not, you know, implied that it's unsafe. It's just these are people expressing their First Amendment rights. And that's protected in our Constitution. So good for them. Right. You know, it granted in 2020, it intensified. But a lot of people participated in protests for the first time and really got yeah. energized off of that. So it's, it's challenging yourself to have different experiences so you can appreciate life in a broader expanse, which hopefully leads you to be in a position to help more people and right. understand more people. So just lots of different ways to, to look yeah. at life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so just a closing question for you. I mean, what, what, what are people thinking about young people in terms of living downtown or in our edge neighborhoods right now? So I, you know, whenever I moved here, I actually found, um, I found YPAL because I Googled where do young professionals live in Louisville? <laughs> and YPAL was the first thing that popped up and I emailed and said like, hey, I'm moving downtown. I don't want to be, you know, 30 minutes away from the action. I don't know anything about all of these neighborhoods. You know, where should I live downtown, right? 
Um, we're actually doing an event in a couple of weeks to kind of talk about that and uh, talk about the future of downtown and what that looks like. Um, I definitely think there's um, opportunity there and people that are interested in getting downtown and, and living downtown. It's just there's something like stopping people. I don't really know. And this maybe unless you move here from like the get go, like when you first move to Louisville and you get a place downtown, I think that is a little bit different than if you land in one of the suburbs and then you're like, OK, I should move. Right. And then there's all the things that go with moving. Right. Um, but I know I landed in one of the suburbs, but that's because my job was out there. Right. And so now that I um, work downtown and even not outside of work, I feel like I'm driving over here all the time, like every day, multiple times a day um, and just would rather be, you know, in the, in the place where where all the action is and the energy. Well, we see so. it definitely closing in, you know, because yeah. when you think about our what we call the edge neighborhoods of, you know, say Butchertown, Nulu, mm -hmm. uh, Phoenix Hill. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frankfurt Avenue area, Clifton, uh, Russell, Old Louisville, Shelby Park. I mean, those places are really exploding. Yeah. yeah. And housing values are going up. So we're surrounding downtown. <laughs> yeah. And then we're seeing Which is good. downtown right now. What's stable in housing, increasing a little bit? What? Um, it decreased in 2020, but it's increasing now. Like I'm hearing um, people that are deciding to move downtown and the number of housing units will be going up, which is very important. Um, economic development begets economic development. So I expect to see some more of those kinds of projects, which gets attention and people really thinking about where they could live. Yeah. Well, we're seeing a lot of fabulous new hotels uh, being announced and or going up and some new housing yes. uh, also available. So investors believe in downtown, right. they're, they're smart. So I think the future of downtown is really bright. What, what are you seeing, Rebecca? Oh, I agree. I, t I you know, people have, um, you see what's right in front of you, but if you take the longer view, I mean, things move in a pendulum and we are in a really good spot. Um, what I, what I want to do is create beautification and programming activation, working with your Louisville Forward Shop to create some pedestrian style um, public infrastructure improvements that can create senses of place. And I think if people feel like they belong in a place, which is, uh, it's more than just beautification, but you're actually creating an experience where you are Instagrammable, photographable spaces that that really is an attractive thing, especially to young professionals. I think that's the thing that those neighborhoods have, right? That you're talking about everyone moving there. It's, it's the culture, you know, and the history and the pieces of being a part of something bigger than yourself, right? And so how do we make moving downtown and, and being in that space feel like that too? Um, and I think having, like you said, adding the numbers and more will help with affordability and access and just whenever people are thinking about moving here, how do we get them from that point to say like, downtown's the place to be, you know? Well, I'm grateful for our downtown <clears throat> and our edge yeah. neighborhoods. We had uh, about 20 mayors here last month. And, you know, and they're like, man, I wish our city had this kind of authenticity. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's that something special yeah. that you're talking Absolutely. about. So, yeah. well, thank you all for a great conversation. Thank you. And thank lots you. more activity to come downtown and all around our great city. So we appreciate y'all. And if you're saying, I haven't been downtown in a while and you're listening to this, find an event or a restaurant or something that you'd like to uh, participate in and experience and come on downtown and give us your feedback. So this is the Mayor Greg Fisher podcast, and I look forward to talking to you next time.